0: Hello and welcome to the 1 160th of a Second Photography Podcast. I think we're now at episode 51, which is amazing to be here. And speaking of sort of things that are amazing, I've started to put the episodes on YouTube and I've managed to get the back catalogue onto YouTube, back catalogue of episodes onto YouTube, that is. So that is amazing because that was an awful lot of work that that took me to do but that's there, so you can go on YouTube and a link will be in the description below and you can listen at your desktop to all the podcasts for free. I want to talk today about, I had a bad shoot, is what I've titled it, but it's a bit wider, it's wider than that. It's, I'm gonna be talking about organizing shoots, other things along those lines. So I did have a bad shoot and I wasn't happy with it and it did make me reflect on shoots that I do, how I organise them, what I want to get out of them, etc. Now let me just clarify: it was a shoot with a model, so it's not going out into the countryside, it's not doing street photography, it's not doing landscape or anything else. It was portrait shoots, fashion shoot, you could call it, with a model. Now I use a a sort of casting website that puts models, designers, photographers all in contact, and you and you can arrange shoots, and you can pay a model or you can have a model work for free or a model can pay a photographer or can work for free. Now each has different sort of strengths and weaknesses and each has advantages and disadvantages and they are a bit different. Now generally when both people give their time, model and photographer, it's referred to as TFP and that stands for time for print. And so I like to do a lot of TFP shoots, I have paid to do some shoots but mainly I do TFP shoots. So really, if both people are giving up their time and both people are traveling, then both people need to have something from that shoot. The obvious thing is both people need images. So yes, both people get images. So the model gives their time and gets some images. The photographer gives their time and gets some images. So it means the model doesn't have to pay the photographer and a photographer doesn't have to hire a model. So it all seems win-win, but sometimes it isn't. So some photographers will just give the models all the images and say, there you go. Some photographers will watermark their images. Some photographers will only give the model certain images. Some will edit them, some won't. There isn't a standard really how is the model supposed to know what they're going to get? Well, the key thing really is communication. A model may put a casting up looking for a TFP shoot and photographers will apply or get in contact and the model will pick one photographer or more than one photographer and make arrangements. If a photographer puts up on this site um, a casting for a TFP shoot, they will get models applying and they pick whichever model or models they want to shoot with. This, the site I use allows you to like book a session in and then give references later. So that's really good and, and some sites do that and some t- sites don't do that. I find things work best when there's a reference system and you can book things and people confirm rather than they just don't turn up or they forget, which is frustrating. So I s- looked on this site, I think on a Saturday and a model had put up like a late casting call and I got in contact said, yeah, I'd like to do a shoot with you. And we arranged it and we arranged the time and the location. And we went there and we met and, and we did a shoot. And because it was last minute and because it was the model doing the organizing rather than, than me, I didn't get to sort of communicate things as well as I would have liked. We met on the day and the model was late and well, that's not their fault, but the model wanted to do a nighttime shoot. so. It obviously had to be towards the end of the day, really. Now, luckily, it gets dark quite early at the moment in January. So it was dark at four, so we met at four. And the location the model picked was extremely crowded and there were loads and loads of people there. So that made it quite difficult because you don't want to take a picture with people milling about in the background. I think it made the shoot really difficult. And yeah, I suppose it did because we would stop and, and wait for it to clear, but it never cleared in certain places. People walked in the way all the time, and well, of course they did. They're out doing their thing. They don't know what we're doing, and it's not their fault that we're, we've are we turned up to do photography where they've happened to be. So I don't hold that against them. What I do on a TFP shoot is I always explain my policy, and I always explain the contract needs to be signed. So in the UK, if, if a photographer takes images, the copyright and the ownership always lie with the photographer that's the law that's the way it works but I always get models whether I paid them or not or whether they're paying me but if they're paying me it's probably a bit different but I always get models to to sign a contract and I wouldn't really release any images until a contract is signed and I got a fantastic app that day to get contract signed because you can bring a paper copy along with you and In some ways, that's easier. I tried various apps and various ways of doing it, and I thought I'd try this app today. Now, it was late in the day. I wanted to get back, and I I shot off quickly. I had to queue in the tube station. It was that busy where we went. This shoot was in London, so I I needed to get back. So uh, I didn't get around to doing the contract. I had explained how things were going to work. To be honest, everything was rushed. Before the shoot, arrangements were rushed. On the shoot, everything was rushed. At the end of the shoot, things were rushed. And I left feeling deflated. I I I left feeling not that happy. When I got home, I looked at the images and and some were good and and some weren't. At the time, i had explained to the model what I would do. I edit eight images, I'll send them over within two weeks. Now the model wanted to pick the images, which I never think is a great idea, in all honesty. Every time a model has picked images, when I started out, I used to let models pick images Right. It was so much more work to do it that way. And generally, with the exception of one or two images, the model always picked the same ones as I picked. So because of the work involved in, in doing that, because of the backwards and forwards, I cut that out and it, it streamlined things remarkably. I never had anyone say, oh, I'm unhappy with the images you picked or sent over. It, it's never happened. But the model wanted to pick the images and I said, okay, fine. Then what I will do is I will send you all of them then a small, smallish file and and you can pick them. That's the only way I can do it. I think I took about 150 images and we went from there and and, and the model picked the images. And I I haven't quite finished editing them yet, but I certainly will edit them and deliver them digitally. The whole process got me thinking about, well, why did it go wrong? Would I do it again? And what were the problems really? So would I do it again? Yes, I'm not gonna stop doing TFP shoots because of all the shoots I've done, and I've done quite a lot of shoots, the images I'm happiest with have come from TFP shoots. They haven't come from paid shoots, although there, there are images I'm happy with from paid shoots. I've had more fun doing TFP shoots. I've got better results doing TFP shoots than we paid. And of course, it hasn't cost me a fortune. It would cost me a fortune to pay a model each time, and each different person I do a shoot with, I get better, I get more experience. I often travel as well I'll often go into London or or drive I'll get a cup of coffee and stuff so things would start to add up so paying a model as well would mean I I, I couldn't really do it I couldn't afford to do it and I don't want to pay a model that sounds quite a nasty thing to say but I I don't want to pay unless you know there would be a way to recoup my costs like models paid me which isn't going to happen really so I'm not going to give up on TFP shoots even though I've had this experience, I'm not going to give up. I'm still going to do them. Where did it go wrong? It went wrong for communication reasons. If I'd had time, and I think I'm going to change the way I do things, I think on my profile, I'm going to put up all of my expectations. Um, and my expectations was as follows. After the F P shoot, I select eight images and I send them over to you digitally within two weeks and, and they'll be watermarked and I won't do anything unless a contractor signed up. Those are my expectations really, and, and those are my sort of minimum requirements. Now I suspect other people have different expectations, and probably where expectations don't meet, that's when there's a problem. Some photographers will give all the images. Some photographers may even give the raw files. Some will give high res JPEGs as I sort of alluded to at the start. Each photographer's gonna be different. Some photographers don't mind giving all the images, some do. Some will edit all of them, some won't. When you're dealing with someone who only has one, typically only has one set of clothes, and you take 200 images, and the difference is gonna be either facial expression, pose, or location where you take them, then there isn't gonna be a great deal of variety. So I always try and put in variety. I might take five in one location, and the difference might be facial expression. Now. The model might need that one image, but they're not gonna need the other four. They're not gonna need the one where they're blinking, the one where they're not looking the right way. They're not gonna need the ones you've done testing your lights and testing, doing test shots and, and getting your meter incorrect. So there's gonna be so much they don't need. So I really don't understand why anyone would give those over because they just take up space on whoever's hard disk. They're never gonna be used. In a similar way, if you pose a model standing against the wall, and you take 20 shots of them with different things, because they're wearing the same set of clothes, they're in the same location, they're only going to use one of those images. They're not going to put on up on their profile or their Instagram five of those images because they're all very, very similar. They're only going to part one. They're only ever going to use one. So I always feel eight images is a fair deal. I used to only do four images when I started, and then I decided I would do more. Because it, it took me a long time to edit, so I thought I'm only going to do four images. People have different expectations and really, I should say upfront, this is what will happen. And then if someone's not happy with that, they can always say, well, I don't want to do it then. And I can say, okay, rather than sort of both people traveling to each other, getting set up, and then said oh, oh, you only do eight images. Well, the guy I worked with last Saturday did 200 images and bought me coffee. Don't infer that that happened on the shoot I did because it didn't. But obviously if those expectations aren't met and then that the ideals aren't communicated at the right time, then obviously there's going to be a misalignment of what people are expecting and, and, and that will cause a problem. I think from now on I'm, I'm going to communicate more upfront. I might put it on my portfolio of the website I use as well. And then there can be no misunderstandings. Now, if someone chooses not to read my portfolio thoroughly, I suppose that's on them. I don't read people's portfolios thoroughly. I know I should, but I don't. I generally look at the pictures and, and that's that. But I would understand if someone said, oh, it's on my portfolio, then, well, that was my error. So I always deliver my images promptly, but I know a lot of people are frustrated by if images never turned up and Quite rightly, a model should be frustrated. If they've entered an agreement with a photographer and they're promised X images, they're not necessarily promised by X time, but they're promised X images or X number of images. And if they don't get them, yes, they should be miffed. They should be annoyed because they've given up their time. They've entered an agreement for, I give my time for some images. It's debatable about who spends the most time in this relationship. Producing the images is it the photographer or the model? No, that's not something I'm going to discuss today. It, it's a source. It's an interesting idea. Who spends the most time? But I'm, I'm not going to talk about it today. Yeah, if, if they don't get their images, then quite rightly they should be miffed. Now, a question they should be asking the photographer is when will I get those images? If a timescale is not agreed, a photographer could take two years and then deliver the images. Now, I personally think that's unreasonable, but. If nothing's been agreed then well you know it's going to happen isn't it it's, it's an inevitability and that's why i use a contract because it stipulates what will and won't happen I think at some point i did have things stipulated in the contract but now i've moved to trying to use an app those sort of things aren't stipulated in the contract maybe i should go back to using printing my own contracts and using paper giving getting a copy signed, giving a copy to the model, because it is important to be transparent. You want to give someone a copy of what they've signed. It's only fair, really. And obviously there are difficulties if that doesn't get there. I I think I'm just gonna aim to be clearer, communicate better and be more transparent. And I think if things don't seem right, maybe, maybe walk away because once you're there, and you're doing it if things don't seem right and you want to walk away it's much more difficult and I had that when buying a car I thought this doesn't feel right and maybe I should have walked away but I'm not going to get into the saga of me buying a car in this photography podcast so I hope I've explained what a TFP shoot is the benefits of doing it and there are considerable benefits of doing a TFP shoots and then what happens and and how you should sort of structure it. You should have clear communications. You should be courteous on the day. You should deliver the images in a timely fashion. You should leave a reference. You should do all those things. You should treat the other person like a human being because, well, they are a human being. And you should treat them courteously. And you should recognise that both parties have entered into an agreement and both parties should gain from it. And I'm sure the vast majority of people do that. The alternatives to doing TFP, well it's basically paying someone to be your model. Now, there is a slight complication. What if you do a TFP shoot and then you want to sell the images? So I understand it technically, you could do that because you own the image rights, but morally, would you do it? No, morally you shouldn't do it. How, How would you feel if you're the photographer, you take images of a model, and the model goes and sells them and gets a lot of money for them. Well, you'd be really miffed, of course you would. And you might contact the model and sort of complain and say, I want some money. Well, that would be exactly how the model would feel. If you sell the images, then some of the revenue should go to the model. That's quite difficult. That How much should go to the model? How much should you give them? And guarantee you won't have clarified that beforehand. You're not gonna turn up and, and do a shoot with a model and say, now, if we do sell, the images then you'll get 32%. The model might say well I want 50% and automatically you've then introduced a barrier or you have then started an argument or you've then got people's backs up. Something that in the vast majority of cases would never happen. Now I would never look to sell my TFP images and that gets around that problem. No one's ever approached me and said I want to buy these TFP Im- these images off you and I'm fairly certain that will never happen. If I were doing a commercial shoot for a customer or a brand, a big brand, or, you know, someone hired me and said, I want a model. I wouldn't do it as a TFP agreement with the model. I would pay them and that gets around that. And I do feel this is quite important. The moment you introduce money into a TFP shoot, you get complications. So I always think the best thing is not to introduce money into a TFP shoot. And for that reason, it's very rare I pay for travel. I would rather go to the person's location and pay for travel. Now, some people will say, some models will say, I'm doing a TFP shoot. Um, I expect travel to be covered. I've never seen a photographer do that. And I've never asked for my travel to be covered. But I sort of see travel being covered as payment because one's paying me for my travel costs. It has to be even is how I feel. So yeah, travel costs, I tend not to apply for a TFP casting that has associated travel costs, just because I feel it introduces the element of money and cause it, and and I just just feel that complicates things and leads to problems and disappointment. So my advice is keep it TFP, make sure no money exchanges hands, then everyone's happy. Be clear and concise about what you're going to do. Be transparent. Deliver on your promises. Make people aware of what's going to happen before the shoot. And I will say no one wants surprises and I've had TFP shoots lined up and then at the last minute someone said, I'm, I'm bringing my husband, I'm bringing my girlfriend, I'm bringing someone along. Is that okay? And actually I felt it's not okay. And it's not that I object to someone being there because I have had people on shoots before. But what I've object to is the last minute nature of it and letting me know as, oh, yeah, by the way, with sort of an hour to go and I'm setting off or I've already left to go to this place where we're doing photography. Because I sort of think, if you're going to spring that surprise on me, what else are you going to spring on me? And so I have cancelled a TFP shoot where very late in the day, someone said, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring along so and so. And well, I cancelled it. I don't feel that's being transparent. And if it was on the other foot, if I was working with a a female model and I brought my mate along, that female model would be thoroughly inclined to feel uncomfortable or feel wary or feel distrustful of me. And that's not something I want to foster. And I have brought people along to be assistants for me. And I've had people be assistants for models and it's all worked very nicely, but it's all been mentioned well ahead of the shoots. And so yeah, be transparent, be clear, don't exchange money and deliver on your promises and everyone will be happy. And that brings me really to the end of this little podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. Have a look on Spotify for us. The podcasts are there as well. And most of all, get out, get some shooting done and maybe do a TFP shoot. Thank you. Goodbye.